Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome back. So, if you've heard a few of my podcasts, you probably have heard me say that maturity, Christian maturity, is really the goal. Because that's where a person starts thinking more about other people, not less of themselves, but more about other people, and more about their behavior in front of God. In other words, the thought comes into your mind, you know, I wonder if I did this, how would God feel about that, or what does his word have to say about that behavior before you do it? And of course, I'll be very honest, spiritual maturity, when you talk about maturity, means a million different things to a million different people, even within the realm of Christian, Jesus-believing churches. If you ask 12 different pastors, you're probably going to get 12 different answers about what is a mature Christian. And most of them are going to say evangelism, and that part is true, but that's not all. So, how do you how do you tell? How do you tell? I mean, what's what's kind of a a gut check on your own? On your own. I think one very important aspect, one of the leading aspects, is what you say. The book of James, which to be quite honest has not been a lot of specific believers' favorite book, is mine. But the book of James gets into that in detail. It talks about demonstrating your faith, but also talks about what you say. You know. I think... uh, what was it? It was a little kid's nursery rhyme. It used to say, uh, Twinkle, twinkle, little star, what you say is what you are. And you know, that's there's a lot of truth in those really simple things sometimes. The book of James emphasizes what we say and that controlling what you say is a huge measure of spiritual maturity. Now I'll be honest, that's a hard that's a hard gig. Alright. So I am a uh, communications person. Uh, got to teach a little bit at the university level in communications. So the scope of what people say comes to my brain and it's huge. And if you think about it, 
I mean, communication, obviously, isn't just what comes out of your mouth. But I think one scripture may help us out here in kind of thinking about this. So, in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, Jesus is having a little confrontation with some Pharisees. Now, yes, Jesus had conversation, you know, had conflict with some Pharisees, certain groups of Pharisees. Yes, indeed, he did. However, problem that I usually get into, and I'm not going to get on the soapbox this time because I think I've done that enough, is that we broad brush that group. And there was a whole lot of different groups of Pharisees back then. But anyway, with this particular group, and, and here's, here's a little key to identifying at least what kind of group you're talking about is location. Now, in verse 1, it says, Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him, that is Jesus, with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem. All right. So now, why is Jerusalem such a, such a ground zero? Because the high priests ruled that city like, like a organized crime unit. They were in blooming control of everything. And most of the Pharisees that really had a lot to do with some stuff, not all of them, but, but a lot of the groups were in cahoots with them and wanted to make the high priests and the scribes and the Sadducees happy as best they could, whether they agreed with them or not. But here's the thing. 7.2 uh, says, And they saw that some of his disciples, Jesus' disciples, ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. And by the way, if you really look at the Mishnah and read some scholars on this, that was a very local custom. That was not, like, delineated in the Mishnah until, like, later. Okay, so here's the thing. Continuing... 7.3 says, For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. The elders, where were they? At the temple. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observed, such as washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. Now, by the way, uh, seven three and seven four are in brackets, which usually can mean that that was added for clarification. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that just for the second. So continuing, five says, and the Pharisees and the scribes ask him, why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of men and hold to the traditions of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. 
For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or mother, well, Whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is, it's a gift to God or given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making, the, making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. Now we're getting into the thick of it, verse 14. He says, And he called the people to him again, and he said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about this parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not in his heart but his stomach and is expelled? And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. Then he he lists some things, okay? In verse 21, For from within, out of the heart of man, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, threats, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceitfulness, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. All right, now... I mean, you, you get where he's going with this. A lot of this has to do with behavior, okay? But I'm going to say that if you can control what you say to other people, the more you're able to do that through the Holy Spirit, the more mature you are. And James makes that, you know, the book of James makes that really clear. That's hard. If you think about it. Now, if you're prone to swearing, you know, and you do it a lot, think about it. Think about how much you swear. And here's the thing we used to do in, in, in speech, in just training. And you'll notice I have some of these problems also, and that is... You'll hear people say, okay, you know, okay, okay, you know, okay, okay. Or, you know, you know, you know, you know. I have a friend who does that a lot. Drives me crazy. I'll be talking to him and I'll go, ah, da, 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 you know, you know, you know, I, you, know, you know, you know. Things like that. See, if, <laughs> and that's, those are just the little things, right? So if you got bad attitude coming out of you all the time or more often than not, negative stuff to say about stuff. Now, that doesn't mean you have to run around like, you know, a little sunshine doll, you know, and 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 just ooze rainbows. You don't have to do that. God understands that we live in a fallen world, and, hey, there's some bad days here. But the thing is, 
are we oozing that stuff to other people? Or are we trying to let what comes out of us be something that would give God value, give God credit, make Him happy, make other people happy? Not that we have to make everybody happy. <laughs> it's, it has to do with, of course, the attitude situation. Now, a lot of people get hung up, or a lot of, uh, a lot of preachers get hung up in this passage over, over what Jesus is talking about, about stuff that goes in, in you, right? Say, oh, well, everything's, everything's clean. Everything's clean. Okay, all right. But here's the thing. Jesus is not trying to... That's not his main point here. <laughs> his main point is the attitude of, of negativity and the sinful things that come out of us. Now... Here's a fact. In this re here's the reason why I say that. Not everything that goes in us is actually good for us either. Think about what you're because think about what you're putting into yourself. Not just from food, because you know, fast food will kill you. Most people know that. Clogs your arteries, slows you down, gives you all kinds of fun, horrible diseases. But the thing is. You know, once in a while, may be cool. And everyone has their own tolerance, right? But here's the thing. When you're talking about what goes in, think about what are you watching? What are you reading? Who are you talking to? What are you listening to? Are you listening to a ton of negative stuff. Is that your diet? Your spiritual diet? Are you seeing a lot of the stuff that Jesus was talking about here? Are you seeing a lot of stuff that has to do with sexual immorality and theft and murder and adultery and coveting? Uh, I mean, you know, he has a list here. That's Jesus's list. All right. Are you are you are you pulling that in your in yourself through your eyes through your ears In computer science you know they used to say garbage in garbage out You know Oh I, there I did it I said you know caught me So here's the thing We have to think more about what comes out of us by looking at what goes into us also. That's why it's a renewing of your mind. Because we live in a fallen world, and that fallen world is pushing garbage in our brains 24-7, as fast as it can. It's doing that. And what goes in can mess up your spirit. 
the Word of God can flush that stuff out. And doing less of that and more of what God wants you to look at, of positive things, can help. But here's, here's the thing again. The test. The test. If you want to give yourself a test, think about what you're saying throughout the day. Just kind of, you know, when you're, when you're talking, say, hey, what am I saying? What's coming out of me? It might amaze you. Hopefully it won't scare you to death. But it might amaze you. I, I did that the other day. And I'll be honest. I noticed a lot of negative stuff. I'm talking, you know, because you know, bad stuff happens. But you can't dwell on it, and you and you really don't need to spread it around. So, with that thought in mind, with that thought in mind. Jesus is saying, hey, it's what comes out of your heart. It's what comes out of your heart. That's what defiles somebody. And if you want a quick judge of your spiritual maturity, just and just look at what you're saying to yourself. To yourself also, but to other people. What's coming out of your mouth? You know, think about it. And if you have the gift of gab, which unfortunately yeah, I do, because once again, you know, speech guy, communications person, I'm guilty as anybody about that. So it's important. With that thought in mind, though, I want to encourage you. Always Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.